0: Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Welcome to another episode of Concerts That Made Us. I'm your host, Brian. And before we get into this week's episode, find us and follow us on social media. Just search for Concerts That Made Us podcast. Rate and review us on iTunes. Really does help the show grow. Be sure to check out our website at www.concertsthatmadeus.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by signing up at patreon.com forward slash concerts that made us, where you'll receive lots of benefits, including video versions of the episodes. Now on to this week's episode. My guest is Jasmine St. Clair, a living legend, a cultural icon. I already know this episode is going to go down as a classic. From her career as an adult film star, an actress, a music journalist, And a professional wrestler. You know she has seen it all and had some pretty wild experiences. And also make sure you stick around to the end where good friends of the show, Agency Panic, will be playing us out with their latest release. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Jasmine St. Clair, you're very welcome to Concerts That Made Us.
1: Thank you for having me on here. (laughs)
0: You're very welcome. You're very welcome. I feel like we're going to have a very fun episode.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but that's because of my um my rant before you started taping. Cause you you this is like it's 10 o'clock in the morning here in LA. Um <clears throat> I started my day about an hour ago, kind of. So yeah, this is this is how the crazy train usually starts.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, uh You've recently started a podcast. You've had an extraordinary life with some very interesting experiences and you decided to, to start a podcast. Would you like to tell the listeners about it?
1: Um. Originally, I didn't want a podcast or any of that type of things. It's like you have a cool one, by the way. So this Thank doesn't you. apply to you or anyone I know. It's just like everyone and everyone's cat has a freaking podcast <laughs> and I I, don't, I just don't I don't want I don't want one because like everyone, even like in, insignificant that don't have anything cool to say or any talent, has a freaking podcast. So I'm like I just don't want it. So my manager paired me up with this guy Greg who's awesome. I love Greg because he loves heavy metal and he's so much fun to talk to. And we just started it. So it's all my stories. Um, sometimes I have guests on the show. Like I had Terrence from Suffocation. On there, Um, I'll probably get more like just wrestlers, other people I know, people that have done something cool or fun or people that have, you know, they are the pioneers of death metal that could Mm. be argued with, you know, cannibal corpse, just like people argue over venom and like merciful fate or something. What's real black metal? Uh, Like, where did it start? So, yeah, my whole intent with that is just to do all the stories I have. Uh, to bring in guests like friends from the past and present that are cool and maybe strange people maybe someone um like maybe Lorena Bobbitt if I'm really lucky <laughs> 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 I love her like I'm her she's like my idol in some ways really? it's not all yeah
0: you have, to I have, have this a little bit of strange
1: some, well someone gave me a t-shirt they made it it says um not guilty and it has Lorraine above its mugshot so I wore that on a date and this guy's like yeah I gotta go I'm like I'm not gonna cut anything like I'm not gonna cut anything off of you I just think it's a great shirt yeah, so yeah. some people have like no humor
0: <laughs> <laughs> I find nowadays more and more people have less and less humor it's getting harder <laughs> to find people with a good sense of humor
1: I love your voice by the way I miss Europe I just miss Ireland I love Cork. Oh, it's like being in a fairy tale. So if I get a really good photo of Cork, Ireland, my whole goal is to just pull like that whole Mary Poppins thing and just (laughs) jump through the photo and I'll be there.
0: You've uh, you've visited Cork a few times, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I lived in London before and um, I've been to Ireland, but I just. Uh, my ex lived there. He had a tattoo parlor
0: <clears throat> oh. where
1: we he supposed to meet and go ride motorcycles. But then he moved back to the States. I'll still go there and ride a motorcycle with someone, but just not him now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. That's another love of your life, actually. Motorcycles.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan myself. My uh, Parts of my family would be bikers now that always be into bikes. I've yet to get one myself, but it's like on my bucket list.
1: You gotta do it. Like, if you don't do it, you'll never know what that real freedom is. And I think, like, it's something. It's it's one of those things. If a guy dates me, has to know how to ride or want to. My ex that I was with for like six years. That's the only cool thing he got. One of the cool things he got from me, and I don't think he does it now uh, or as much. Hi, say hi, Enzo.
0: Oh, it's lovely.
1: And um, cool name. He's cute. And um, yeah, so he, I don't think he rides as much because I think when most men end up getting married or having kids or something, they just, for whatever reason, don't want to ride as much anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that with people I know. It's like they feel like they have to settle down and take less risks, I suppose.
1: Ugh, no, I just... You're never going to get 100% of what you want in a relationship, but I feel as though... <clears throat> is fun, but you have to love metal and ride motorcycles and have a career. I don't support anyone anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Brilliant.
1: (laughs) It's true. But yeah, that's one thing. So crazy trainers with a K to everyone listening, because obviously I'm not all there myself.
0: And, um, I just wanted to mention some of the, the stories. They're very entertaining. There was one episode I listened to and you were talking about Motley Crue and a hot tub.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is a real Jersey, by the way. The most annoying thing is when you see these hipsters and these kids that weren't even like a sperm in their dad's ball sack wearing a freaking Jersey. It's like, can I just run you down and ask you name one song off that album or one song from that show? And of course, you can't do that because in today's society, oh, that's like so insensitive. How could you do that? Yeah, that was fun. That Molly Cruz story was really weird because um, one thing uh, <clears throat> I was never into the guys. I was always into the music more than anything else. The only musician I've ever really dated was Lemmy from Motorhead, and he's one of the most fascinating, interesting people like I, I was very lucky to know on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and we remain friends. but. The Motley Crue thing was just such a fluke thing. And I had no idea that was Vince Neil. Like you look one way, you look hot one way. Okay. You look mm-hmm. semi hot then, but I don't think I thought they were as hot because all the girls like them. And this was more my friend with her, you know, with her fuckery that wanted to do something. And like, yeah, we went to the room, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I could say I was in a hot tub naked with them, but that's like, as far as I'll go. Uh, um, right. but just like I think he, I, I didn't really know much about egos back then, male egos. Then it took me like 20 something years later <laughs> to learn about that. And I think it was more the fact that we, um, we bruised his ego, we bruised Vince Neal's ego. Mm. But to have like your, your like wannabe, should knight NWA bodyguard like threaten us because we don't want to hang out with you, like what's up with that?
0: Yeah, it's a bit childish.
1: Well, I think his ego was as big as his belly <laughs> back then. I don't know Probably. what he looks like now. I saw him at the Key Club like years later with um, wasp. Mm. Yeah. that's when we had good shows in Hollywood and uh, like original shows. Sorry, there's just a fire truck leaving. I can't see the firemen, but I'm assuming they're hot. <laughs> um, and. It was just a weird thing. You know, I met Nikki Sick also that same weekend at the same uh, the same thing in Vegas, and I took photos with him. But some of those guys, I like remember the Poison album cover. It looked like yeah. four hot girls when I yes. saw them all throughout. Yeah. You knew those weren't girls. Those are just hot guys with makeup on, um, you know, like did they get it from the whole corpse paint thing from black metal Did they do it to themselves. But just hanging out with one of those members in a hot tub was a totally different experience. Um, it's like it was really cheap in a way because he knew that that they could have been everywhere all over Hollywood. But at the same time, it was cool because I tried to have like a normal conversation um, with him in a way about other things. But I guess yeah. when they see that you're like, oh, it's a porn star, it's like this whole other thing. And I-, I got that. I would yeah. do the same way too if I were a good <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the worst guy ever. I feel so, yeah. <laughs> right. But I love their music still. I wonder yeah. like, how many tours do you think they're going to do till they actually retire? You have the Kiss tour, and like my friend is working on that as a costumer. Right. How many tours till they actually retire?
0: I think about eleven or twelve years ago, I was actually at Kiss's Farewell Tour, and they're <laughs> still going. It's they'll never stop. You know, every year it's the farewell tour. They're just really milking it now.
1: Yeah, I dated a member from Kiss once. It wasn't like who everyone would think. Right. It was like maybe two dates, but um, I got bored.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I really got bored. <laughs> they don't seem um, like
0: uh, the boring type now, I have to say. Me? No, no. Kiss, they don't seem like they'd be uh, boring to date. <laughs> you don't well, either, obviously. Them,
1: I met through my friend Missy Hyatt because I was wrestling. And I told her what a big fan I was. And he showed up, this specific member showed up at one of my, uh, appearances with these two blondes. And like, he looked the same kind of, but he had a hair piece or whatever. It looked like a beaver tail. And I said, yeah, I want to meet you, but just not like, like, not like this type of thing, like you might think might happen. And he was calling me to like 5.00 AM in my hotel room where I was staying. So. Another girlfriend of mine knew him. I said, Gene, you know, this just really isn't, this isn't what I want. Like, I love your music and I respect everything you've done. Mm. Um, Like I have vintage shirts. I have vintage albums as well. So I still have my love gun with the gun. Dressed to kill you. You have like the stick on tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. At my mom's place. And it was fun. Like, I think Gene Simmons is cool, but I just didn't want to like go there or there yeah so i went out with someone else from the band on a couple of days and i met that guy at the kiss convention
0: oh, it was yeah. cute
1: it wasn't it's not for me though but like um i think if i already dated a guy in a band now it would have to be someone scandic like a big right. viking guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right right
1: <laughs> the, well i'm not uh, really into american guys anyway everyone knows that but yeah
0: yeah yeah okay okay um you mentioned t-shirts before we get into your, your concert experiences. I really like how you feel about concert t-shirts because that's like my major thing. Every concert or show I go to, I have to get a t-shirt as a souvenir and I have a massive collection of them now at the moment. And I loved what you said on your show about all your collection of a, uh, of t-shirts.
1: Yeah. It's important. Like my Exodus toxic waltz one, I'm wearing it. So just tell me why there's some like guy with a bitch bun going down the street wearing an Exodus shirt. I didn't really say anything. Then I just like gave him a dirty look. I was this close to coming up to him and ripping that freaking thing off his head and saying, How did you get that shirt? You know, because mm-hmm. hipsters are nothing more than boring middle of the road people who bear the image of a badass that haven't yeah. really done anything cool um but yeah he had an exodus shirt on it looked like a newer one i don't think he knew anything about the toxic waltz or fabulous disaster Mm. and like when you see certain people wearing them like the kardashians i found out that their metal their um their wardrobe person is a metalhead right now we know metalheads are extremely loyal and it's, it's kind of dumb to think like a poser will get that loyal fan base. It just doesn't work that way. Mm. And you look like a plastic headed freaking sea donkey. So you're not going to get them. Trust me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, we actually have a, a store. I'm not sure you might've seen it. One, one of your visits to Cork, it's called pennies. It's yeah. like, um, you're, you know, it. Yeah, so I know the, the last couple of years, they've been doing like knockoff T-shirts of like the Stones, Nirvana, you know, Motley Crue. Uh, and yeah. you always see these like 16, 17 year old people going around wearing those T-shirts. And you're like, as you said, tell me one of their songs. <laughs> you know, it just it wrecks my head. It's so annoying. It's
1: gross. And that's part of what's wrong with society today is they don't have good original music.
0: Yeah.
1: They really don't let alone like everyone's doing a remake of this show, that show, something like this. How about let's just get original. And I just, it's annoying, you know, it's like go get a freaking shirt of like something you really like and listen to. So my friend, um, he made the shirt for me, the Lorena Bobbitt one. Mm. Now, long before I knew about Gary Holt's T-shirt, I said to this guy, he has a company called Morbid Empire. So just like if anyone can, I know it's a cheap plug. I'm really sorry. But just <laughs> since we're on that topic, go to his Facebook page. Um, we were, I ran into him and I bought a blue velvet T-shirt uh, from the movie. <laughs> so I said, you got to make one that says slaughter the Kardashians or kill the Kardashians. And I said, she take, like, that nice black and white photo of Mama Bear mm-hmm. and the skanks and, like, just bloody it. Do something. <laughs> and he did. It's a slaughter of the Kardashians. They have oh. men's shirts, but I have the baby tee. It's, like, one of my favorite T-shirts. And I wore it to an acting class, like, last year or the mm-hmm. year before that when we had in person, which have now gone back. Someone got offended. Oh, man. I'm like, you, I said, so you're going to, you support, like, people like that? You know, they don't have talent. They'll never mm. go to a class, let alone have any. So that's like really the guy, by the way, she dropped out of school like a week later. And I don't think she's done much since then. Um, you were to like an improv school, people are gonna get it and they don't give a shit. But to like a serious like Meisner or Strasburg class, this happened in a Strasburg class, not Meisner. All right. That's where the girls asked her. Yeah, she was like some kind of um, I'm an influencer and like oh, my boyfriend's no. a football player, yeah, like that. So You don't influence me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. I, uh, I really can't stand people like that. I hate the whole term influencer. It just, you know, go get a real job. You know,
1: I could pay for like followers too, but I don't, I put like a lot of beauty products and things there. And yeah, some companies like they give me stuff, but I wouldn't post it unless I'm using it. So anything I have posted, I really do use like all the skin and hair things. Um, the migraine things, all that stuff. I use it. So Mm. people send me shit all the time. I just don't post it if I don't like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like you yourself, you can be an influencer. You you know, you're famous Mm -hmm. for something else. You've got a a big career behind you. You know, you deserve to be able to do that, put stuff up. Never mind, like an 18 year old who has never aspired (laughs) to anything more than being an influencer, you know?
1: well, I should just have a cult. That's what I'll do. But the funny thing is like when I did my one woman show and even like these young kids that are in my acting classes, they're like, oh, like they learn about who you are, but they just really don't care. And it's these young girls. Wow. That's so cool. Like I want to hear about stories in your life. Yeah. Cause you'll never live the nineties again. And it's a lot of shop culture is what my podcast is. So you know, try to fucking cancel me. Let's see you do that, okay? A, I'm not big enough to be canceled, but when I do get that big, you're going to be canceled. You can go suck my ass. No one's going to cancel me. And, you know, there are a lot of people who buy into that. And I think people are getting really sick of it because people come to this country for that very reason of free speech. And you are not allowed to do that. You are not allowed to be this or that. And a lot of the youth today, they are highly underinformed. That's why I say no one... Uh, under the age of 21 votes. And secondly, they should have a quiz before you vote to know the real um, initiatives of people. Like with that Gavin campaign, I was heavily for getting rid of Gavin Newsom because he has made a complete gross shit show of California and people are underinformed. They're like, oh, well, all Republicans and all moderates want um, the death penalty. No, that is not true. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to like, get rid of the homeless off the streets, lower taxes, and break businesses back. So there's a young kid at the gym that I go to who had um, something for the recall. He saw me sign it and just gave me this look. I said, look, do you really know what this is about? And I had to explain everything. He's like, you know, I really appreciate you for explaining this to me because I had no clue. He signed the recall petition. But then I was at the gym, uh, let's say, yesterday. And the same kid was working there. It's weeks later and he's reading this whole book on like politics and these articles. So he's like, yeah, they're trying to build some interim like home, like housing here for people leaving prison and leaving a a homeless shelter. That's a halfway house. I'm like, exactly. And I didn't even tell you anything. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of misinformation, just like with metal and, you know, People get so caught up with the um, drinking the Kool-Aid of things. Like I drank the Kool-Aid when I was like 10, that the Black Sabbath show, they're going to kill a live puppy before they go on stage. And that mortified me, Mm. you know? Yeah. Then you look at Witchcraft Coven, who I I really would love to see Witchcraft Coven live in person because I love Jinx. I think she's like gorgeous and amazing. But do they really have a satanic ritual? Like, do you know anyone that's seen Witchcraft Coven at all?
0: I actually don't. I actually. You're don't. probably too young. Like, what are
1: you, twenty two or something?
0: Please, thanks. No, I'm a. Uh, thirty four. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we'll. Um, we better move on to your concerts. Actually, I could spend okay. hours talking to you like this, but I know, I know you've got crazy. other engagements today. But um, your very first experience concert experience. What was it?
1: It would be Black Sabbath, the mob rules tour. Yeah.
0: Brilliant, brilliant.
1: Madison Square Garden.
0: And uh, how did you, how did you end up getting into Black Sabbath?
1: Uh, My babysitter.
0: Now that's a babysitter I want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she was hot too, I think. Um, I think she's on my Facebook, but she, uh, I already had a satanic Bible. My mom let me have one just, you know, we weren't practicing anything. It's just because you're a kid and she always like raised me to look at like whatever you just you're allowed to do this and mm. you're curious here you go. I wasn't exactly running like rituals in my bedroom with pentagrams. Yeah. Um, so my uh, she was from France mm. and at the time I was at the lycée français. I was uh, the French school and I've um, gone off to another private school so I was still keeping up with my French yeah so she was in this program doing that and uh she was babysitting me she Mm -hmm. did ask my mom that you know i have two tickets for black sabbath so can i take her tonight so i went there was not marijuana there are a lot of like hot long-haired guys and Mm -hmm. that's when i like had this whole fascination with long-haired guys metalheads yeah um we went we're like maybe fourth or fifth, like fifth row, something like it's really close to the stage. And I was freaking out about the puppy already, even though there was no puppy. Um, You know, it was a very distinct memory in my head because everything just seems so larger than life. Yeah, yeah. People kind of like seeing a little kid at a concert.
0: It would at that age as well. It must have been very overwhelming in a sense. You know, being so young and
1: yeah.
0: massive crowd and a band like that as well.
1: It was big. Just the experience alone was big. Just watching them on stage and the music. Um, and my Mermat Rules baseball jersey, like I still have it somewhere. And it fit me like a dress. And my babysitter was hot. And these men were talking to her. And you know, she was pretty uh, <laughs> strict. And I'm working right now. And you cannot talk to me. I'm with the child. So... It just, it was really cool. And I feel like that made it, that, that's what got me turned on to more things, like more doom metal, if that's what you like to call it, is doom metal. And I wanted every Black Sabbath album. So I started buying Black Sabbath. And then from there, it just got to like what Iron Maiden. Um, I looked up more doom metal bands then. So that's how I learned about Witchcraft Coven. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like intrigued. It's it's a dark side of things that I feel intrigued people. Mm. And that concert, although I don't want to see a little baby puppy get put to death, um, even though I feel like killing my cat sometimes because he does things he's not supposed to. um, I I was curious. I was a kid. I was 10 in New York City. Um, The adults around me were like my mom, my dad, my grandma, and then my babysitter. And I was skip rated at that point once. So I had older people around me. So going to a show and seeing what the adults, well, the adults do, it was something else. And it was really special. Uh, then after years of that, you know, years later, I see Ronnie James, I see Ozzy. And you tell him, yeah, I, I went to the Black Sabbath where Mob Rules. I think, who was that singing then? Was it Dio on that tour?
0: I think it would have been, would have. Yep.
1: Yeah. And I saw him in Norway years later when I lived there uh, with his band. I saw him at the Ritz in New York City. Uh, I saw him when it was Rowan. Who was the new guitarist? Ian App- Ian Row- Rowan something. Well, he was cute then. Uh, and I saw Yngwie. Like I'd seen a lot of great shows after that. But I feel like that's what really turned my music into the um, more heavy stuff at 10 yeah. years old, being at that impressionable age where you see that and everyone else like I still listen to disco and gangster rap and things like that but good gangster rap from the 90s. Uh, I listen to everything because my mom taught me never like insult other people's taste. That's why I just don't do that. Um, I've never done that growing up as a kid. I think people should just like what they like but don't push it on me like MGK and that crap. Um, yeah. Ugh. Mm. So I would say Black Sabbath is what really turned me on to everything, and then it turned me on to the whole British metal.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now my first painted jacket um, was Iron Maiden, Killers.
0: Oh, cool!
1: Yeah, I was uh, my boyfriend then was this Irish mobster, and uh, <laughs> I think he had to have some kind of gig on the side. So he was doing tattoos. It's not the same tattoo artist the one in Ireland, but right, right. Uh, he took my denim jacket from me. It had like a Saxon patch, a Megadeth patch, a um, bunch of stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I painted the Killer's album cover. After that, it was Manowar. Um, which album was it? Kings of Metal.
0: Oh man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want another painted jacket. I just don't know what I'd want. What I want, Dissection. What I want, King Diamond. I would probably take a Dissection painted jacket because you have to really be into metal and good yeah. stuff to know what that is.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. I have to ask though. Um, with Black yeah. Sabbath, Dio or Ozzy?
1: Don't do this
0: to me. <laughs> um, <sighs> Tough question, I know.
1: Um, Dio. Really? I like Ozzy, but I had a personal experience with Sharon. Uh, I was on Ozzy's one tour. My boyfriend at the time was drumming in Slayer. Paul Bostaph, hmm. amazing, talented human. Like, I think I really hope things worked out for him the way he's deserved in life because he's great uh, all around. And um, I remember it was the end of the OzFest tour. It was Rob Zombie, Ozzy Osbourne, Slayer. Oh man. And I was around, you'd seen me around the tour. I I I, I met the Black Sabbath guys. The crew guys are really cool. Mm. I loved seeing Ozzy. It was a real privilege to see him with Black Sabbath then.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. I
1: felt bad for him because it just looked like he was kind of slowly, you know. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's a
1: great showman, but I feel as though. His wife is extremely rude and unnecessarily so. She'd seen me, and it was the last day after the show, last day of the tour, and there was a party. So I had Paul's pass temporarily, and she stands there at the front. And she'd seen me a couple hours before. Oh, Paul, cool. you look really good, Paul. So I don't know if you're supposed to be here. Whose pass is this? How do you have Paul's pass? I said, well, I'm his girlfriend. I've been on the Sharon, we just met,
0: mm. and
1: I was speaking to your son the other day to Jack. Well, I don't know. I don't think you can come in here. I've got to take that pass from you. So I don't even know if I'm the accent right. What, was she cockney or some shit? Yeah. Okay.
0: Something like that. Yeah. The <laughs> accent.
1: Yeah. So then the black, the crew guys were there. They saw her, like, no, Sharon, just let her in. She's fine. She gives me this dirty look. Fine. You can go to the pool, but you might want to get your own pass. Yeah, Sharon, it's the last day of the tour, so that's not happening. And it's just left a bad taste in my mouth that I have a lot of respect for what she's done for him. I have respect for their relationship, whatever that may be. But as a person dealing with the public and dealing with others, I feel as though there's some bitterness in her for maybe things he may and may have not done with other women at some point in time, but you don't go taking that out on other people because it's your husband's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was friendly with Randy Costello when I first moved to LA and we used to hang out all the time and he would tell me stories, but I just don't, I just have a bad taste in my mouth after that about whatever controls him to do what he does but he's an excellent showman and he's a very talented person and very memorable in all of our youths i went to the bark at the moon tour like why the hell didn't he get coronavirus if if it was really from a bat okay (laughs) so (laughs) um i just didn't i thought it was really disgusting and that's kind of why i don't think i'd really who warmed up to black Sabbath with Ozzy, Aussie. Mm. Aussie. Uh, but I, I think it was right there by like Dio because Dio reminds me of a leprechaun and leprechauns remind me of rainbows and magic. And I liked his albums. I like dream evil. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought he was great. He was larger than life on stage. I thought I was great, too. But if I have to say it, just I'm just going to go with deal just because of that plain thing with Sharon.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. I'd say a lot of people would be the same. She she never comes across as a people person anyway. She's all business. And, you know, she would be rude to you, you know, if you met her in person. She just she seems like one of them. I don't want to say nasty, but there's probably no better word. You know, she seems like an absolutely nasty person. You know?
1: Yeah. And I get business. I mean, cause one thing I've been known for is when I was like in the adult business, I wasn't there to make friends. I was there to make money and do what I have to do. Mm. And I made a couple of friends along the way that are actually fabulous people doing extremely well um, with other things, you know, that I have a lot of respect for. And, you know, they found love, they found marriages, they found great careers, you know, whatever it is that they've wanted, they've had their blessed lives. You know, here I am talking about satanic albums and saying blessed in the same (laughs) paragraph. Um, And, you know, it's just something. It's just, you you can still, you don't have to be nasty to everyone throwing around your power cop or whatever it is you want to throw around. And I heard about that scandal a few years ago, allegedly with Ozzy and some hairdresser. But my friend also writes for their TV show. Oh, really? unscripted reality show
0: yeah oh yes yes the unscripted one
1: uh, he hates <laughs> it by the way
0: <laughs> really I'd say oh it's not a job I'd like I'd hate to have to deal yeah. with her day in day out it uh I doubt many people last too long you know in business I think work great for yeah he it's comes great. across very yeah. friendly and down downtart and very warm he must have got it from <laughs> Ozzy
1: but yeah, that's it for Black Sabbath. I mean, and I saw it just after that, it was all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I am spoiled by shows because when I moved to Norway, my very first show in Norway uh, before Inferno Festival was Enslaved, doing an acoustic set oh. at a place, at a park in Akkabriga. And um, yeah, no, not Akkabriga. Uh, we are in frogna at the park and they did a very beautiful acoustic set and I got to meet them.
0: Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. That's uh. that must've been a
1: beautiful.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say it must've been a beautiful experience. um, And
1: festivals in Europe are run so much more. Like my favorite one is bloodstock. I think Vicky is amazing. She's a wonderful, like she's a powerhouse in everything she does. Mm. And like Sharon could take an example in class and business (laughs) from her. And uh, also Adam's amazing. Her brother, like it's a very good festival and i love going there. I just haven't been in a while. So I just have to last time i was supposed to go it was all this nightmare with this airline and just ugh. So i will go again hopefully this summer now that things are back to normal and yeah. uh you know cuz i really am a huge fan of just how they run things there inside like from top to finish.
0: Yeah. Yeah, i've always wondered that actually festivals compared to America to Europe which <laughs> one was
1: organized here.
0: <laughs> really? Totally disorganized. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They don't eat. I mean, it's really disorganized for the most part. Sounds like the underground was good, but I, I feel like the festivals. It's a European thing, and I would go. I would go to a cold, to a festival in the cold weather. There, I worked with Inferno Festival for a few years in Norway, hmm. and that was quite an honor. Um, you know, working with them because they're very good people. I love the owners there and uh, just the staff in general. They're a great group of people.
0: Yeah, yeah. What would you say was the Best experience you've ever had at a concert?
1: Come on. Everyone who's been in experience. Okay. <laughs> uh, best experience. Let's see. Um, Enzo, what's the best experience? Oh, that's so what you were not even born yet. Uh, let's see. Um, best experience. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I was 16.
0: Right. Right.
1: I went to see Iron Maiden. Oh. And... I made friends with my neighbor. She's a bartender. Mm. My mom was out of town and I got to go backstage. I have the photos still. Now, French is like my second language. And hang on, is that a fire ambulance again? Uh, when I saw Iron Maiden, it was great. So, Yannick Gers had just started playing, mm. and it was my first time meeting a band backstage. I got to speak French with Bruce Dickinson. Plus he also, I took fencing before too at that time. Yeah. And I got to, um, I don't know, it was like, we were talking about fencing, we were talking French and he's so hot, like I'm sure he's married, but he is the only person, like only, like one of the few guys in metal, I think are extremely hot, like in so many ways (laughs) because of his French expertise and he can fly a plane um plus he's british uh so i would say maiden and i have to pick a second one i'm sorry yeah. Amana Marth.
0: right right why you... they,
1: i love their viking ship i just want to go sailing on it just take me away no they're they're very powerful life i thought it's so it's such a tough question you gave me children of Bodom. i like i don't know what that was then but i just oh
0: it's hard to narrow it down
1: and I, I liked last... when they had Frank, but I really feel as though having that experience at 16 and meeting Maiden was amazing. I was yeah. going to say Priest, like the last show, but um, my friend took me, he owns a record label or who runs one, my friend Al. And I wasn't eating that. I don't really eat a lot during the day. And I had some tequila. Mm. We were like third or fourth row in and Judas Priest is there. Like Rob Halford comes out in the motorcycle which I love. Yeah. I was already really drunk and I started screaming at him. I want, I want to be my leather daddy baby. Here's <laughs> so I was, I was hitting on Rob Halford. Not just, yeah. Anyway, uh, there are parents there with their kids. Someone would, like put her hands over her kids ears and gives me this dirty look. I'm oh, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, that was, I don't know. I've had interesting experiences, but I would say, seeing Maiden at 16 and meeting them was great
0: yeah yeah I could imagine and they were so imagine. nice
1: they took really? photos of, and there were such lovely people um all of them
0: mm, yeah Janek yeah they, was really
1: cool too what, whatever happened to Yannick Garris anyway I forgot is he still with them yeah he looked hot then too
0: <laughs> what about now do you t- still think they they look hot in their older years
1: Bruce definitely does. Like I said, it's definitely about looking super hot, but then also interesting. He's interesting to me. Yeah. So you know, like we had this discussion about Lemmy before. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the others look like. Steve Harris. I actually. I ran into him a few years ago. Um, Yeah, I guess they're pretty hot. They're very (laughs) talented. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I see guys like my own age at the shows, though. And it's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking balding. Excuse my English, but they're balding and stuff. Some of them look good, you know. They're muscular. They're I don't know. Mm. I get bored really easily if guys like super easy. Like you've got to somehow be into traveling. Once like someone eliminates certain foods, like if you eliminate spicy foods, are not even open to trying like spicy Indian food. Not like curry from hell or something. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know. I just I just can't be around some of this into just flat-out steak and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I like Guinness pies, I love, like, British food, and I love that whole culture of those pies. If you jump up here, I swear to God. Okay, so, yeah. It's the cat. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I
0: Our food <laughs> is... It is great, but... It's a, bl- a bit bland compared to other foods. You have to, you know, mix it up and you can't close anything off, really. You have to try spicy food. You have to, you know, variety.
1: Well, with the British, there's a British place down the street from me called the King's Head. I go there now and again for tea time because it's fun.
0: Right.
1: Um, I, could, I can't even finish like half the stuff on that plate. I just like the experience. Mm. And I miss going to St. James's Park and being able to do that. Uh, then they have the Guinness, the shepherd's pie. So I'll get like spicy mustard with it. Oh, um, like don't fool yourself. I like like the Sainsbury's like angel cake. I love stuff like that. Hmm. I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, but I like, I like foods from different cultures, like wherever I am, So let's say I'm in Ireland. I want to have what you have. I don't want to go there and have like Indian food or like kebabs. I don't want that. Okay. Even when I'm drunk, (laughs) I want to have your food. Just what's there. If I'm in India, I want to have Indian food, but I've never been to India. But I do believe in England, you have amazing Indian food because there's a huge Indian population.
0: Mm, Yeah. uh, And
1: it's really lovely. The food there. It's very different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I often wondered, is this, if you went to India, would it be the same type of food? Or would it be completely different? Because I've heard... What-
1: well, I've had an Authentic Indian. There's a restaurant down the street from here and it's extremely different than when they Americanize the food.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, they they just infuse it and make it you know, catering to Americans. And I understand that. But then that's when you have to have a menu where you, know, you kind of know who you're dealing with when they sit down. <laughs> yeah. um, they have the different levels of spiciness and so forth. But I like almost everything. I'm like... By no means a vegan, hmm. like most people would expect me to be. Um, yeah, I'm a carnivore <laughs> all the
0: way. <laughs> oh, I am. Um, yeah, I'd be similar myself. I would uh, I could never close myself off to meat or even close myself off to certain foods. You know, it's, uh, it seems like yeah. a very boring way of life. Yeah, it is. But uh, the last couple of questions, then I always find the answers that I get for these very interesting. If you could see... Any band or musician from history in concert for one night only, who would it be?
1: God damn you.
0: <laughs>
1: out let's see. Uh Motorhead, Lemmy.
0: Yeah, I can I can see that. All right.
1: It's such a close connection we had. And let's like I was in New Zealand once at Comic Con. I didn't even know Motorhead was there hmm. and someone told me and I just showed up backstage and the idiot working security, little jarhead, he had no idea who Motorhead was. I said, look, just oh, get man. the tour manager, please, for the man, the headliner. Well, who's, I said, the headliner, Motorhead. Oh, them. I said, yes. <laughs> so he brought him up. They called oh, yeah, just come on back. And I just remember having like a shot of Jack Daniels or the Jack and Coke would let me and like less than a minute later, you see him there on stage. Yeah. I feel as though he was an enigma, and someone that was just—I I think I just missed him as a person. And that's like one musician. Also, his performances were wonderful. Hmm. That is a band with that specific frontman. I'd want to see. Yeah. Then there'd be timmy Hendrix after, but him, yes.
0: Yeah. With Lemmy, was there a a thing of you know? There's the man, and then there's the persona, or was he the exact same in his personal life? As he was known to be on stage
1: i would say slightly yeah he was a really gentle human being mm. uh, any like person he's really good at picking up on people and knowing what they were about you know yeah and uh he'd say comments i remember one of the last tours when he came to norway i went to see him and we were hanging out um mm. even after this show like I just this is going to sound creepy and weird people like listeners to take back whatever they want to from this uh I actually spent the night with him in the hotel but it's not like what you think it's just someone to talk to and sit up with all night uh I passed out and that's all it is it wasn't anything more is it inappropriate because I had a boyfriend at that time yeah but he was a shitty boyfriend who was like all over town doing god knows what he was like a personal trainer at the gym so what do you expect yeah and he was small like super like what the hell am I doing with you <laughs> um so yeah I mean just let me it was just like having an old friend that you just smelled up with and just like slept with someone who knew you because yeah. this guy didn't even really know me that he knew me but he didn't know me know me because people get so stupid and judgmental um yeah so it's just I saw him as a very tender nice person outside of all that
0: yeah yeah sounds like some very special memories you have with him
1: yeah absolutely it's a shame that anyone could not everyone could be like him but I could say uh, you know I knew God okay I'm sorry
0: (laughs) no I I agree I, I agree the next question it's kind of odd now after what you've said about Lemmy but uh I usually ask if you could spend 24 hours in a room with any musician or band from history who would it be just you and them
1: um hmm. Dead or alive, the band like is the band Dead or Alive. Yeah, Dead
0: or Alive. Uh Dissection. Right, right. Why uh why'd you pick them?
1: Because I love their albums and whenever I like all the artwork. Um it was definitely like a darker side of black metal at that time when they came out. And it's very sad what happened. Uh, to John mm. Notbite, but I feel as though they had some really great music and tunes. And I don't, I'm glad they weren't as mainstream as uh like some of these. Actually no, I, I take that back. Sorry. I was at the guest store like last year
0: mm.
1: in New York City and someone was making metal shirts, but they ripped off part of their artwork on a t-shirt. I, I told whoever was in charge, like whoever does their marketing it's like whatever it was, what what I saw and I took photos of it. But um I just feel as though they didn't get the recognition they deserved. Um, And they're one of the best bands of all time. Every time I listen to their CDs uh, and it's in my iPod, I feel as though I'm on some dark mystical journey through the ice ages. And it was perfect. Like the music was perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A bit
1: long sometimes, but perfect. (laughs)
0: it doesn't matter how long it is, as long as it's good.
1: And Children of Bottom would be next.
0: Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to throw that in. Yeah. <laughs> I like Milan. I like their their music and their shows. Yeah. Plus, I think the bass player was super hot.
0: Okay. Okay. I
1: didn't make a move on those guys, so I just, you know I, I I was interviewing a lot of these bands so don't forget. So yeah. it wasn't worth it to be that person. Mm. There's enough of those girls out there already.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. If you could, uh, if you could pick any song to appear on the soundtrack to your life, what would it be? If there was a song that could sum up your life perfectly, I know that's a really tough question to spring on you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So right now we're using "Notorious" from Lizzie Borden. Okay, Lizzie Borden. Um, for my outro and intro music on the podcast. That's. <laughs> um, I don't think it's, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. There is no soundtrack, really. I hear someone to do it though. Uh, I really do. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I like Notorious cause yeah, I mean, I have that weird notoriety, mm weird fame that's the name of the one woman shows a weird kind of fame but I don't know because there's just so many aspects we're dealing with and um, you're making me think way too early (laughs) in the morning Uh, me against the I don't know I don't think there really is
0: right right
1: so someone just has to do it so any band out there should just do it because there's so many elements of a Jasmine in so many different albums yeah. out there. You know, you have me against the world by Lizzie Borden because at times I felt like the underdog. And, you know, since vice TV came out with that dark side of the nineties, I'm sitting there just this past w- weekend on Saturday with a friend having dinner and this, am I allowed to say the B word on yep, here? Yeah, you can. This freaking nasty bitch just keeps looking over at me looking over okay I'm like maybe she likes me short or be blah blah and she's like rolled her eyes so I went over to them
0: mm.
1: I said can I help you with something like are you okay because I see you keep looking over here yeah and her husband is oh no no you know she's just wondering I see her drink arise at the table I took her drink and just drank it and put it down and went back to my table <laughs> so they started freaking out about COVID. I said I'm not transmitting to you something I do not have Mm. but just don't go looking at people unless you're prepared to say something or or get into it with me. And I know it's like, I just, I've been in, she's just staring, you know, I saw that thing and blah, blah, blah. I said, thank you. Mm. I said the nineties are one of the best eras ever that you'll probably never, ever have a chance to live. Yeah. And it's the same dirty looks. I was getting back in the nineties and I don't give a shit. I really don't care. And I just don't.
0: You're right, too. Life is too you know, short to worry about other people think.
1: That's exactly. And that's when you get a whole me against the world thing. And it's just, uh, you know, they're just not on our page. You're not as cool as we are. Exactly. You know, and with metal, I know Lizzie Borden is the first band. I took, I, they killed me on stage the first time I got to see them play at the Reseda Country Club. Yeah. Then I took photos with Lizzie with his hands over my boobs. I had my Raiders jersey on. Yeah, it was just, it was a wild night. <laughs>
0: I could but imagine
1: notorious. Yeah. I'm notorious for God knows what I was like, I've done so many things mm. with my life more outside of the adult business, but people always bring it back to that, which is fine. I don't give, I don't really care. But the thing is it's, it is what it is. And I, I just, it doesn't bother me, Yeah. but I think people's rudeness, because I wasn't raised as a child to stare at people like that. I wasn't raised to criticize what other people's views on politics or music are. or their way of what they like, like what they dress. I just wasn't raised to do that. I don't do it. Um, is a lot of it here in California where people bash you for this or that. And I don't think that's right. It's not rock and roll, mm. you know?
0: Yeah, you have to have respect uh, for others.
1: That's something a lot of young kids lack these days. You know, I was in New York a couple of weeks ago and I was on the train. This kid didn't want to get up to give this old man his seat. Mm. He's like on the phone. I went over to him. I said, aren't you going to get up? and give him your seat oh yeah you know my leg hurts i said yeah i said this is an elderly man he was a vet too he had like his hat on he's like barely struggling he had one leg man and he's struggling on a freaking subway it's like i just wanted to pull him off of there and pay for his uber to wherever you know (laughs) but it just finally the kid got up Mm. i made him get up in my own way which is a pretty bold thing to do but i don't i really don't care yeah and it's just I don't know. So there to answer your question, sir, <laughs> there is no song whatsoever um, that will ever describe my life. And I'm totally I'm glad because wouldn't that be boring if there's a science, if there's a song to like describe your whole life? Yeah,
0: actually, there, when you put it like that, it would be if it could sum up your <laughs> entire life in like a three and a half minute song. That's uh, that sounds like it's not exactly a very fulfilled life. It can be if it can be summed up like that, you know
1: maybe born to be wild. I don't know. Well,
0: now that you say it.
1: (laughs) Well, no, that's an inside joke too. Um, There's this Austrian guy that used to go to my gym had a motorcycle. Mm. And I am very immature. If you can't tell already, it's probably because I've never had kids. I don't want kids. I don't really care for them, but I just live. If I wasn't like immature, I don't think I would have gotten through a lot of things, Mm. but um, I should take drugs though. but But, uh, Then he would come to the gym and then he was, (laughs) he was asking me, like he wanted to get into adult films at that time. So just to mess with him, I gave him the phone number of this guy that did um, gay porn. (laughs) 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 And uh, he looked like Stephen Wolf a little bit. That's like this whole inside joke thing. So Uh, as a joke, me and my friend changed the words to, um, from born to be wild to (laughs) Austrian because of him I know I know I do that a lot (laughs) just you know you have to do this shit you know just you may raise a few eyebrows in public but whatever yeah
0: yeah exactly there was a there was something I was wanting to ask you actually I nearly forgot would you have preferred if there was internet back in the 90s to where there is now
1: No. That's the whole part of my mystique. Is I was born before that whole era. That whole Jasmine was born way before that era, and it's the mystique of it. Nothing's like recorded. I feel as if there's too much liberty with people and their camera phones. Uh, just like not too long ago, I was with some friends that have motorcycles, and I was with hanging out with some of them at a bar, and uh, there was a something happening. I think some someone uh, said something stupid to him and was touching his patches on his vest and all that and there was you know they started a fight with them and with my friend and uh went to the parking lot and some bitch had her phone up there I just knocked the phone out of her hand and smashed it with my boot because you just can't do that and that's what these kids do it is illegal to take someone without their consent Mm. so why is it now in a society we're allowed to do that
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: that's not right you know so if that's what you're gonna if that's what we're gonna do then Where are the privacy laws then? There are none. You have no privacy. And that's just one example. I know it sounds like a bad example, but, you know, there are a lot of kids that just say wrong things to the wrong people. And then yet you have your girl in the back taking it. Now, what's that about?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, It's (laughs) a society is definitely after, I think, changing for the worse. You know, it's kind of headed a scary way.
1: It is. And I don't know, will it ever change back to what it was before? It should, because I, I feel as though, you know, be, even being a public figure you do not have that right to privacy and that's fine. But at the same time, you just, you just don't go taping random people like that. And there are lawsuits for that once you do get busted for it, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm kind of guilty, but the same, if someone's doing something stupid, I will videotape them like at the airport. Um You know, I videotaped a thing at CBS the other day. I I don't know if I should put it out yet, but I might. It's a guy that I got into an argument with. I had my my mask right below my nose, but I'm breathing on myself. I don't have anything. He's all the way to the front Mm. telling me to pull it up over my nose. I said, no, I'm not going to. You can't tell me I can't breathe. How do you know I don't have asthma or something, which I don't. But I went off on him. I called him a Karen. I told him to shut his vagina, you know, and he got very offended. I don't know why, but. Uh, Yeah, then he eventually left. (laughs) He left the drugstore. The woman was behind the glass with her thing like off completely telling me. I said, I get you feel empowered to sit there Mm. behind that glass. You normally had like a hijabi on and you feel empowered to come here and tell me something. But you're a hypocrite. You know, why haven't you in the five years I've been here? Why haven't you lived somewhere like work somewhere else? You've done the same shit job. So shut your mouth. And It went like from zero to 1 million in like less than five seconds. So my friend works in the back. She's a Samoan girl. She's really big and she's so funny. She's like, yeah, don't tell her what to do. You can't come in here and tell customers what to do. So yeah. (laughs) But I taped it because it was great. It was freaking awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'll put it out there. You never know. It's
0: a thought. It's definitely a thought.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is a thought. And like the Machine Gun Kelly videos, when I talk about that, Because I can't stand him. I just think he's like the worst poser ever. Like you get these white kids from suburbia who like think they're gangster. You know, not gangster till me to a real line. Like go to South Central. I live in South Central when I first moved here. I still have friends that are crips that are down there. And like, it's the same shit. Mm. You know, you don't, you just don't do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's an absolute (laughs) wannabe.
1: Right. I know. I love to knock him out. Then he went after like, Conor McGregor, like, how dare you? <laughs> I love yeah. what Conor McGregor said. Oh, I wouldn't hit him. I don't, I only fight men, and he's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like
1: hitting a girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I'd actually, I'd pay to see that fight, though, just to see Conor McGregor yeah, whip him around the, the ring, you know, hardy. I don't
1: know if I'd pay. It'd just be like one second. Actually, I would pay <laughs> it. I don't know what that, what is like girl's like? His girlfriend's hot. Like, I don't know what she's doing, but yeah. maybe she has to do charity work or some shit. <laughs>
0: Must be for uh, promotional purposes or something. She might have a new film coming out. You know?
1: Yeah. And then some.
0: Either that or <laughs> she felt sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, I've done that before. I was dating a wrestler that I felt sorry for and I stayed with him because I felt bad for him. But yeah. Strictly out of pity.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which um which career that you've had was your favorite, or would you? Go back to wrestling. Really? This seems like it'd be the most fun, most, uh, as we say here, the most crack.
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And like, I still do the conventions and so forth. Hmm. Uh, it's loyal fans for sure. And it was a great, great time. Like, you know, it's not the same as it was before. I feel as though the only company that might have something interesting coming up. I think AEW is great, mm. but XPW Wrestling is coming back, hardcore wrestling. And I think that's an excellent, it's an excellent time for it. I mean, it's it's always made an impact to the point where other companies have mimicked things that ECW did. So now XPW is coming back to do something. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to do really well.
0: Oh, brilliant. Hopefully they do anyway. Be at it'd be great.
1: They do because I I like um. Uh, hold on, is this still going? Yeah, I kind of like. I I think they have a right product now. I think it will be different. I think that uh, everyone like who's running is more school than they were before. And I really hope Rob does extremely well with it. I want him to do well because he I think he's been through a lot and he deserves it. Yeah, that's the owner, Rob, and he was one of my old bosses. But I want him to do well. I really do.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'd be great to see. Before we. Oh, is there any uh, any thing you want to leave the listeners with a message for the listeners or anything
1: yeah keep going to live shows um only buy a shirk if you know the band seriously that includes a knockoff and just for like always buy the music please don't download it because it's been hard enough for a lot of bands in the past year and a half with covid and it's super important go to festivals Listen to good music. Quit buying the crap that's out there on the radio because there is nothing great on that radio anymore. And check out my podcast every Friday. It drops on Apple and on Spotify. It's called Crazy Train with a K. <laughs> oh, and if you ever see me at a show, buy me a shot <laughs> or have a shot with me. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. I think that might just be the, the best closing message we've had.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's true, though. It's
0: true. Well, Jasmine, I've thoroughly enjoyed the last hour and bit. It, it was uh, hugely entertaining. Thanks a million for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me on here. It's been so much fun. So make sure you tweet and send this to me because it's been an honor being a part of this. And hearing your voice makes me so <sighs> sick to be back in the UK.
0: If you ever come back over, we'll, uh, we'll have to have a coffee together or something. Or a Guinness.
1: Absolutely. I'm down for
0: it. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this show. If you did rate and review us on iTunes really helps the show grow. You can find us on social media at concerts that made us podcast and be sure to check out our website at www.concertsthatmadeus.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by signing up at patreon.com forward slash concerts that made us we've got three hairs available. If that's something you're interested in, you'll get access to a private Discord, exclusive uncut video versions of the podcast, early access to ad-free versions of the episodes, and much, much more. So, until next time, keep rocking!